Welcome, welcome to the sound of the start of your weekend. That's the NTT20 podcast betting show sponsored by Betfair. This podcast is for over 18s only, very strictly. Please make sure that if you're listening to this podcast, you're thinking of placing a bet this weekend, that you do so responsibly. Head to BeGambleAware.org. That's the best place to go to understand fully the risks that come with gambling. Please make sure that you are not betting more than you can afford to lose. Please make sure that you're not chasing your losses as well. George, this morning I was on the Leicester Square Theatre website. Turns out we're doing a live show in front of an actual audience on mm. May the 19th at 7pm. How's that happened? I don't know. They they just put it up on the website and they now expect us to turn up and do a show. Are they mad? It's a bit of the comedy you can expect in the night. <laughs> just trying to think of different ways for us to plug this, basically. We've got a lot of pods between now and then. <laughs> we uh, We found out right at the beginning when we first when, when the tickets first went live there were two quite quite good looking rows i would say which were rows i and rows k that were just already gone um we thought maybe a, a wealthy benefactor had just decided to to mop them all up but it turns out um they were um they they are being sold on c tickets and Ticketmaster. so if for any reason you want to get those rows then you can find your tickets there or maybe if you've got an account with them and want to use those um, that would be quite a sneaky way to do it. So not only can you buy them at the Leicester Square Theatre, if you want to buy them through C-Tickets or Ticketmaster, you can just search for us and you'll find it there and you can buy tickets in row I and row K, which is pretty exciting. be annoying if they were just empty on the night. I thought row I was for, for wags. I thought it was going to be like Baden-Baden 2006 on, in row I, but clearly not. I mean, may, it still could be, but they'd have to go through Ticketmaster. There's mm. a pair, George, there's a pair of seats, just two, in row B, stage left. James Robbery. To use a, <laughs> to, to use a theatrical term. And then there's two pairs in row D. And at the moment, they're just winking at me. The only seats left in the front four rows. Someone get them out of my sight, please. Every time I close my eyes to go to sleep, I see them. If someone buys those two tickets or two of those tickets after listening to this pod and can prove to me that they've bought them, please bear in mind I know which numbers they, these are. D17, D18, D22, D23 and B2 and 3. If you can prove that you've bought these tickets off the back of this, I will buy you something EFL-related from Classic Football Shirts. Something very inexpensive, I should say. We're not talking a full shirt here from the (laughs) 90s. RRP, £200. We're talking a sock, something like that. Uh, RIP your bank account, more like. (laughs) Something cheap and random, but just as a a gesture of goodwill to anyone who buys uh, the pair in row B or either of the pairs in row D. Uh, There might be people listening to this saying, you know, I've already got a ticket. Where's my present? And my response is, your gift is my song, and this one's for you. Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Ah. It's not that kind of week. Uh, last week, George, okay for me. I was, well, 1.5 points up from the sixth stake, thanks to Vale, my nap getting up nice and early. Uh, Wimbledon throwing away their lead, which meant my lay of Wimbledon was a winning lay, uh, and over 2.5 in Accrington. Wickham copped pretty early as well. Uh, less good for you, just the one winner from your five picks. That was Wednesday to score over 1.5 goals at Charlton. You said yourself... And I brought it up last week that you didn't understand John Yems' Crawley and they went and beat Forest Green at home, a Forest Green team that hadn't lost a game all season away from home. So maybe that will teach you. What about this week? Let's turn our attention to our naps, our best bets of the EFL weekend, starting with you, my friend, George Alec. It's time for a handshake emoji, isn't it? Double nap! (laughs) Yeah, we are picking the same thing. I'll go first. Picking Ipswich Town to beat Fleetwood at Fleetwood at even money now I know whenever we nap uh, an away team at like even money or odds on we often get 
people being like, yeah, it's not the way to bet on EFL football. And and I kind of get what you're saying. Um, it, it can often be um, a bit of a trap because home advantage exists. However, in the case of Ipswich Town, um, I think we have the team. You know, I, I said it about Sheffield Wednesday about four weeks ago and they won six out of, out of the next seven or maybe seven out of the next eight. I think in Ipswich, we have the team in League One who are about to catch fire. Um, they have picked up two points in their last two games against fairly ropey opposition. Those who just on a Saturday morning have a look at pure results are going to look at the 0-0 draw against Cheltenham and the 1-0 draw against Morecambe and think to themselves, yeah, this is a team that um, I don't really want to be getting with. But the scorelines certainly do not tell the whole story. Um, they had 39 shots over the two games. Um, they restricted the opposition to very, very few chances. Morecambe had just the four shots. Um, they realistically should have come away with six points from those games. And those, you know, especially Morecambe fans who saw Ipswich play on last Saturday were very, very impressed with what they saw. It feels like Kieran McKenna is starting to to properly get a tune out of this side. And even though, I mean, there was one quote of his after the Morecambe game that I think is one of the stupidest things I've read a manager ever say. He said that in his opinion, no team in League One or any team in the league above could have done what they did to Morecambe in the first half in that game. Um, I, you know, it, 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 he's he's learned from his former boss, I think, at Manchester United in terms of taking minor positives and spinning them into something that is slightly ridiculous. Um, but I think he is proving himself now as, as as a capable coach and someone who is taking Ipswich very much on the right path. And lots of the other things that he talks about in terms of of you know what I mentioned there about how many shots they've had, how many chances they've created, the quality of those chances, um, how you know the process is clearly on the right lines. It, it, it ticks all the right boxes, and they've got a run of games now. Well, they've got two games against Fleetwood and Lincoln where they'll expect to take six points, and then comes the big games where they've got Pompey at home, Oxford away, Plymouth at home. You know this is their opportunity to really take points off those teams um, who they are trying to chase down. And I wouldn't be surprised too surprised if they did. They've got. Massive strength and depth, as we know. Um, and Fleet, with their opposition here, come come to this game off the back of um, a, a, a really poor run of form. They're, they're winless in their last eight. Yes, they've only lost three of those games, but they lost one of those uh, at Wigan in midweek. They were 3-0 up against Pompey before conceding three. They went to Cheltenham and got beat 2-0. Um, any kind of... I was fairly positive about them in January when they made, when they did their, their January business. I still think they probably are, are better than they were then, but they are now looking like they're going to get sucked back into the relegation race. Uh, and so I think Ipswich at the moment looked to me to be the team well set to, to prove themselves as being one of the best in the division, despite recent results maybe not showing it, and, and Fleetwood maybe one of the worst. So getting even money about the Ipswich away win, I think is one of the best bets, one of the best kind of short price bets um, that we've had probably so far this season. I, I think if if the... Those two last games, if Ipswich get the six points they deserve, um, with the performance being exactly the same, that that is, I mean, there'd be odds on in this game. There's no doubt about it. Fleetwood are a weird team in that eight times this season they've scored three goals or more in a League One game, which for a team in their position is absolutely nuts. And quite a few times against teams towards the top of the table as well. So that's got to be sort of the big, the big scare here is what if they just catch fire? Weirdly, there's nothing in the underlying numbers to suggest that they are a particularly good attacking team um, consistently. Just a huge overperformance, really, all through the season, from both from set-piece situations and from open play, mainly thanks to the left feet, I think. Uh, first of Danny Andrew in the first few months, and then recently of, of young Paddy Lane as well. 
They do have some decent players, but I, I really don't think there's much in the process, to use that word again, to, to suggest that they should trouble an Ipswich side whose whose defensive structure has been unbelievable recently. Um, Fleetwood in their last four games have taken seven shots, seven shots, five shots and five shots. That's very, very little. Uh, and in four of Ipswich's last six games, they've faced either one or zero shots on target. Uh, so I, I do think this well-drilled Ipswich, they should restrict basically Fleetwood to, to, to nothing close to their box. So in my head, it's kind of Paddy Lane long shots against Ipswich Town. Uh, obviously very defensively leaky as well. Fleetwood, their last two games against Pompey and Wigan, they have faced 23 and 21 shots respectively and conceded five goals. I think Ipswich are on a par with those teams. So uh, I see a similar um, a similar rhythm here. Uh, and, and as you said, clearly in drawing their last two games, Ipswich against Cheltenham and Morecambe, the finishing hasn't been there, but I think it will be. They had their most shots and shots on target of the season against Morecambe. Um, so I, I can see why Kieran McKenna was keen to make big statements about how good the performance was, even if those statements didn't make you happy. Um, this this isn't a team put it this way playing out you know low margin games where they're keeping it tight but not creating uh, I think Ipswich will do the business at Fleetwood up the Ed Sheeran uh, up the Green King come on Ipswich double nap followed by next best George hopefully this isn't the same <laughs> yeah my next best is Sheffield Wednesday to go to Lincoln and win um, there's a lot of value in, in League One I think I, I very very rarely have multis or ackers but i think i'm going to have one in league one on saturday which is quite exciting i should probably do it quite soon yeah i mean wednesday this is going to be a pretty short one i mean they are just basically blitzing every team they come up against at the moment uh, and they're six to five to go to a lincoln side who you know i'm glad that i didn't make a big deal out of my stances let's just say that in january because both lincoln and fleetwood um after initial initially flirting with with big improvements have been have been poor ever since and but that's okay they, they they don't need to last forever i'd say your sheffield wednesday stance has gone pretty well so far yeah well this is one stance over the other um lincoln have lost their last three games they're winless in four they're being sucked back into the relegation picture their last two home games they've lost to doncaster and gillingham um the level of superiority of Doncaster and Gillingham compared to sorry of Sheffield Wednesday over those two sides is is massive you know there's there's a, a clear quality gap between the two and Wednesday just look like they are improving with every game I'd go as far as saying that Barry Bannon is one of if not the form player in in League One at the moment um, not only is he dictating play not only is he controlling games but he's scoring goals as well uh, we saw them beat Burton 5-2 in midweek having been pegged back to going going to up being pegged back to to two all they just eased clear. They went into another gear. Um, Marvin Johnson looking um, like the player that he was at Oxford a few a few years ago. Uh, Callum Patterson scoring goals. They're, they're just a team so full of quality. If they continue with their current performances, Lincoln are going to have to improve so much to, to, to beat them. My only slight concern is I feel like I'm exactly where I was six or so weeks ago longer actually uh two months ago when when oxford went to, to lincoln and oxford were a similar price and lincoln were, were similarly abject um and lincoln completely played oxford off the park that day and, and a good value for their win you know there is a feeling here that um as neil harris said before the gillingham game you could argue that lincoln's squad should be a squad that's challenging for the playoffs not not relegation um and my thoughts on michael appleton are, are well known where you, uh, even though i'm at a loss to explain what's going on this season that they're unlike other abject sides, unlike maybe a Fleetwood, there is certainly a chance that Lincoln, uh, well, will at some point turn this around and, and start improving to, to ease themselves clear of this of this mess. But um, 
on all evidence of recent performances, I think Sheffield Wednesday are a must bet at six to five. My next best, Port Vale, two point four five with the Betfair Sportsbook. That's twenty nine to twenty away at Colu. Uh, the stance continues. They were my nap last week. Did the business for me. They drew midweek away at Harrogate, having having beaten who was it Stevenage last weekend comfortably. Probably edged the game against Harrogate. Went one nil behind. It was a really well executed counter attack from that impressive Harrogate side or that impressive Harrogate attack. I should say they're not a great overall side. I think that's what it that's what it takes to breach Port Vale at the moment. Their defensive numbers are, are still very strong. It means they're now unbeaten in nine. But as I said last week, much more skewed towards draws, three wins and six draws. So they're still down in 10th. But as I said then, and I still very much feel it, I expect them to finish higher than that. And they'll do so by picking up wins against the likes of Colchester United away. Um, Their defence is is still looking very strong, very miserly, very rare that they concede more than one goal, which means they're always in games uh, on the attacking end. They're not unbelievable, but they're doing enough at the moment. Uh, And look, I just suspect this Vale side playing as they are, can keep a clean sheet or at least keep Colu down to one. And Colu are so vulnerable that they're that they're having moments, they're having periods in games, just like they did in midweek against Orient, where they look pretty good. They look much better than their league position suggests. But there's something about the, the personality, the characteristics of the team that just isn't there. They gave away some sloppy free kicks in injury time and threw away that 2-1 lead against Orient in midweek, having, yeah, probably been the better side. Um, they're just soft. They're a bit weak. Uh, they haven't kept a clean sheet in their last six. It's only two in their last 15 games. So uh, it's it's not a good or confident Colchester United side at the moment. Uh, it seems to me that the best thing I can say about them at the moment, looking at their results, is that they're good enough to draw against the really bad teams in League Two. Uh, but they're basically losing to everyone else. So I was pleasantly surprised at this point, uh, at this price, 2.45, 29 to 20 for Vale. More than ke- happy to keep the Vale on for another week. So let's go Port Vale <laughs> next best. 2.45. Uh, heading over to the exchange now. Twin sibling of the sports book uh, to put up a lay. George, where are you going? I'm laying West Brom at 2.22 uh, away at Hull. Lively. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously a bit of a bigger price than the usual lays. Um, but I just can't really see how you can be backing baggies at the moment. Um, I think the performances are getting much worse. They played in midweek, which doesn't help. Hull have had a, a whole week uh, after their game against Posh um, in which to rest. The performance of Hull uh, against Peterborough was was massively improved. Um, I was saying on Saturday morning that I thought that Hull were in danger of, of repeating what happened a couple of years ago where their performances were spiralling so quickly that I thought if, if Peterborough could get one past them, suddenly they'd be wondering where they were going to get the points from to to get themselves um, clear of the relegation picture. But they but they got those three points and they're clear of it now. Um, and that feels to me, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not going to suddenly say that I'm getting on board with Shoetar Avaladze until we see more of that. But um, there was a reaction there and it was better in what was a massive game away from home. Whereas with West Brom and Bruce, there, there's just no belief at all. Um, they can't find a way to score goals. I, I still think that Andy Carroll was a decent signing and he looks like their biggest threat. But since he's come in, they're, they're just incredibly abject going forward and defensively poor as well. Both goals that Swansea scored um, were way too easy. Um, Sam Johnson doesn't look like a, a keeper who has much confidence in his abilities at the moment. And for West Brom, their season's petering out. You know, I think it's getting beyond the stage where they need the wins in order to get themselves back in amongst it. It would have to be a, a ridiculous turnaround for them now to, to get themselves into the top six picture. And so for them to be just, you know, for them to be a the same price as, as Wednesday at Lincoln uh, seems all kinds of wrong. So, um, yeah, laying, laying baggies. 
I am laying Crawley at 1.8 at home to Scunthorpe and there wasn't a lot that stood out to me on the slate on the exchange this week. So this is, I have to admit, purely based on, on a vibe. The vibe is that John Yems's Crawley doesn't make sense. Uh, it's been mentioned a couple of times over the last few weeks on the betting show and the Monday pod. Uh, the sense here is that is that you know Crawley would cruise to victory against bottom club Scunthorpe, and, and my stance is that they don't do what makes sense. So this is their fir- their fourth straight home game. It's a good way of summing this up. Fourth straight home game for Crawley. They've won one, drawn one, lost one. Classic, one of each. Um, you'd have thought they'd probably beat a Hartlepool side that had only won once away from home in, in what was it, 15 all season. And then they'd probably lose to a Forest Green side that hadn't lost a single one of their 16 away games. False. Lose 1-0 to Hartlepool. Beat Forest Green 2-1. Uh, midweek, they played Oldham. They went behind. They went ahead. They drew 2-2. Just you got to hop on this ride, I think. If, if you don't have a horse in the race in League 2 and you just want to follow a team for, well, whatever, just for fun... Hop on the Crawley Yems ride. Like it will completely bamboozle you. Uh, you won't understand what's going on, but maybe that's not the worst thing. If you're looking for spontaneity, for randomness in your footballing life, this is the place to be right now. They haven't got a great home record, Crawley, uh, which gives me some hope here. Five wins, five draws, six defeats at home. They've won less than a third of their home games this season. And Scunny did beat them in the reverse fixture. Um, <laughs> I, I love how I'm trying to justify this with stats and facts. There, there's there's nothing statistical or factual about my core reason, which is that Crawley Town are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And that makes me pretty uneasy about them being a short price favourite for any game. Um, I know that Alex, I'm just getting going to get in front of this. There's a Scunthorpe fan called Alex. He's going to tweet me and remind me how many times I've laid Scunthorpe's opponents this season and how infrequently that lay has come true. Uh, Scunny are, are obviously a very poor team, the worst in the league. And every time I think I've laid their opposition, they've dutifully lost. But here we go, Alex. Here we go, Keith Hill. Here we go, Scunny. Um, Crawley lay 1.8 this weekend using the Betfair Exchange. Goals and goal scorers. That's what finishes us off. Yeah, I'm going to going back to the well. Um, the always um, reliable source of goals that is my beloved Oxford United. Um, and you can get over two and a half goals and BTTS at home to Burton at 1.98. Um, every Oxford game at the moment finishes 3-2, uh, one way or the other. And given personnel, you know, Elliot Moore is currently injured. Um, which means that Kieran Brown and uh, Luke Manali are the only two recognised centre-backs. Uh, Luke Manali is a, is a player who'll play Premier League football one day, um, but he is also in his first season as being a regular pro. Um, and Kieran Brown has recently come in and looks OK. Sam Long's been playing centre-back a fair bit. Ryan Williams has playing, been playing right-back at a right-winger. Steve Seddon is a, a very good attacking left-back who defensively is a total liability. Every Oxford game, they are set up purely to attack. And, and in goal, they have Jack Stevens, who um, I don't think he, he's either not good enough to be a League One keeper or he is understandably going through uh, having had gland- glandular fever, um, a crisis of either confidence or fitness. Um, because at the moment, he, you know, you look at the uh, goals prevented column on the analyst at Opta, and he's, you know, he's, he's minus 8.1, uh, which is pretty stark in terms of, of what it means um, about his performances. Um, so it, it's hard to see any Oxford game, why, why it wouldn't be uh, high scoring uh, and Burton, why Burton wouldn't be able to cause them problems. Um, Burton went to Sheffield Wednesday and, and lost 5-2 in midweek under Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. They're another side who their games are rarely um, 
low margin, low scoring affairs. I think to get near enough even money on this being another goal fest is is plenty generous enough. You're going back to the well. I'm going to the wall. Millwall. Over 2.5 goals in Reading against Millwall. That's even money with the Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, I do think Millwall are the rightful favourites here. I think they're around the 2.4 mark. I felt like picking them. They're probably on my long list. But off the back of four wins in a row, none of them particularly dominant necessarily. It, it did feel a bit trappy. And Reading are, are hard to predict at the moment, aren't they? And, and Paul Ince, well, we just haven't got enough to, to really know exactly what's what Ince's way is going to be. Um, I mean, Joao and Swift are on great form. So I'm picking over 2.5 goals here. The, the way these two, from a Reading point of view, can either individually or together create a chance, score a goal from nothing, that's a huge bonus for Reading. And, and I think it's a bonus for anyone looking to back goals in Reading games. Um, Millwall concede significantly more away from home than they do at home. Uh, 0.76 they concede per game at the Den, 1.31 away from home. So not nearly as reliable defensively. I don't see them being impenetrable by any means of course for the most part this is because Reading are, are a disaster without the ball a disaster defensively and they have been for, for a matter of months now and I think that this kind of confident very mobile front three of, of Jed Wallace and Mason Bennett Tyler Bury can make hay here uh, Afobe might be back probably because it was a hamstring injury you know you'd probably either give him a spot off the bench or uh, or reduced minutes to start with. That front three have done pretty well. Uh, and I think that they can really hurt Reading. In particular as well, set pieces. Reading have conceded six goals more from set pieces than anyone else in the championship. Jake Cooper is a man mountain. He scored the other day. He will be absolutely licking his lips against the team that released him when he was younger. Um, I would not be putting anyone off Jake Cooper to score any time. I think 9-1 to with the Sportsbook is not my goal scorer pick, but... Uh, I'm sh- I'm sure I'll be having a, a small dabble on that. Ten of Reading's last twelve games have gone overs. Um, obviously, Millwall's games tend to skew unders, but I'm going to go with Reading's chaos approach versus Millwall's more measured approach. So over two point five goals at the Madstad, uh, even money with the Betfair sportsbook. Goal scorers: Ross Stewart. Ah. He's fifteen. He's fifteen to eight to score any time against um, Charlton away. And I think that's value. He's top scorer in League One. He takes penalties. Um, I, they are one of the teams I'm backing in League One this week against a Charlton side who uh, are in a, something of a crisis at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, what else do I need to say? Jermaine Defoe is 7-5 to five to score any time. I, I can't really work that one out. Uh, when Stewart is quite clearly the biggest goal threat. Um, you know, if they're currently about 2.3 uh, to win the game, Sunderland, if they were as short as they should be, then, the you know, the, the best, the most goal-scoring striker in the division should be shorter in my book than 15 to 8. So, um, yeah, not particularly exciting, but I, I think he should be shorter. Similar theme here in the sense that I'm picking the striker of a team that I think are a juicy-ish price didn't make it uh, quite into my Napple next best. It's Barnsley. They're playing at Derby this weekend. They're 3.75 with the sportsbook, just under 3-1. to one. Um, I'm going to be backing their striker, Carlton Morris, to score. He's 4.5, so 7-2 to two with the Betfair sportsbook. I mean, this is a huge game, by the way. Uh, Derby Barnsley this weekend. You know, Reading's, I was going to say improved form. What I mean is the two wins that Reading picked up. I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to call that improved form just yet because their last performance was terrible. Uh, but it's made Derby's job a lot harder now. And the feeling that they were easily going to overcome the gap has receded. It's eight points now to Reading, having played a game more. And I think that increases, does that increase pressure, reduce pressure? I don't necessarily know what it does, but I think it 
takes away a certain confidence, um, a certain bullishness in, in, in their attitude. They, they really need this. Of course, these tykes have come from nowhere. They're now above Barnsley as well, two points above them with two games in hand. So it's not just Reading that Derby need to get above. Um, their momentum has been somewhat uh, stopped, that's for sure. And of course, off the field, continued speculation, continued fear, um, can, growing anger at the administrators who are you know, depending on who you believe, kind of undermining Wayne Rooney and his team by 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 not getting things done in in the way that that they need to. Um, Barnsley, on the other hand, improved results, crucially some pretty strong performances as well, rather than you know lucky smash and grabs, smashes and grabs, smash and grabs, smashes and grabs. Let's just pluralize both. Yeah, I think so. As you said on Monday, I think at the moment we we just have to start viewing Barnsley a little bit differently um, from previously and until they show us reasons to think they're back to being horrendous because you know they've they've picked up some big big wins recently. The XG numbers don't look amazing, but I think somewhat skewed by being two 0 up against Hull at half time away and three 0 up against Borough by the what the fifty fifty fourth minute. Um, so game state's going to play a factor there because they had comfortable-ish leads to sit on and they saw them both out. Derby's lack of goals is the issue at the moment. and kind of has been all season, but it's caught up with them more so recently because it puts so much pressure on that previously excellent defence. It's, it's just one clean sheet in their last seven league games. Uh, and my man, Carlton Morris, is who I should be talking about. He's got two in his last five, um, three assists in that time as well. It, it shows that as Baggy's found the right solutions up top because Bassey and Keener and Styles behind Morris, between them they've scored six of Barnsley's last seven goals. And I think the thing that stands out with Morris is how well he's taken both of his goals that he scored against Luton and against Hull. Both powerful left-footed shots, good finishes, uh, especially impressive because he's right-footed. Uh, he looks confident, strong, sharp, all things that I want in a striker that I'm backing to score. Um, so yeah, I don't think this is going to be an easy Barnsley win by any stretch, but I do think the price they are makes uh, Morris a juicy, chunky 7-2, to 4.5 with the Betfair Sportsbook. So that's my play. Carlton, Morris, anytime. Barnsley versus Derby. Let's recap our bets, George, and then we can send everyone on their merry way. Lovely. Uh, my nap, as is yours, is Ipswich Town. My next best is Sheffield Wednesday. They're 6-5 Ipswich, even money. Laying baggies at 2.2. Um, both teams to score Oxford against Burton and over 2.5 goals at 1.98. And Rossley Stewart at fifteen to eight to score any time at Charlton. Will it be Suffer or Suffolk as Ipswich Town make up the double nap on the NTT Twenty Pod betting show? My next best is Port Vale at two point four five against Colchester United. I've laid Crawley at one point eight on the Betfair Exchange at home to my beloved Scunthorpe United. Uh, over 2.5 goals in Reading against Millwall at even money is my goals pick and my goal scorer Carlton Morris at 7-2 4.5 back with the Betfair Sportsbook thank you so much for listening thank you to our sponsors Betfair for their continued support not just to the betting show but the Monday pod as well we'll be back to recap what's, what looks like a massive massive weekend of EFL action particularly some huge games in League 2 I'll be talking you through them if you watch EFL on Quest on Saturday night I'll be on from 10pm to talk League 1 and League 2 alongside Ian Ollie Holloway and Colin Murray of course and I cannot wait for the weekend guys go well hope you enjoyed the show drop a share if you can uh, make sure you join us on Monday all the best <laughs>